Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
Before the lamb, see when the book was taken by the lamb, the lamb, the lamb took the book. The lamb represents Christ. He took the book, and the Bible says the four and four elders they bow. Having every one of them halves, see having every one of them halves, and they were holding golden vials. Okay, a vial, a vial. You know what a vial is? Do you know what a vial is? And they were holding golden vials. Full of what? 
Full of what? I said full of what? And what are the others? And what are the others? I said what are the others? The prayers of the saints. It's like as you are praying, you are filling your vine. So, if we are praying for 70 hours and you pray for 12 hours, you have only 12, 12. And you know that it will not even catch February, your 12 will get finished. I'm preaching to you. You know how New York is. So, don't joke with prayer. Hallelujah. The prayers of the saints, he said they are there. Which are the prayers of the saints? It's in the bag. So when we mention your name and we look, there's, no, there's nothing in your bag. So we need to pray. Hallelujah. So I'm challenging everybody to look globally, worldwide. It is, it is for a reason why we do this. It is a spiritual thing. That's what we say every year. For the first three, three weeks, we pray January. And how many think it's a good idea? How many think it's a spiritual move? How many need some more vial, more, more address in your vial? So if you can even pray 100 hours more. You know? Seeking the right way. Hallelujah. So please, make sure. I mean, normally, normally when we do, it's individual, but this time, the, the children told me that I should collect all the prayer cards of the shepherds. That's what they said. So if you're a shepherd, at the end of the three-week fast, I will look at your scorecard to see whether you made, whether you made the prayer grade. So when you, when you are talking, nya, 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 I will know where you stand on prayer. But please don't cheat. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, the only, so today when we finish, we should pray one hour, that's all, to give you one point. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we thank you for a time like this. Thank you for your church. Thank you that the prayers of our saints shall be like vows. May our prayers be like sweet incense. Thank you that when the Lord looks, may our vows be full. May our vows not be empty. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. All right. Our year of greatness. Say, I shall be great. Say, I shall be great. Do you believe it? Tell the person, you are sitting by a very great person. Say, you are sitting by a very great person. Tell the person, if you know who is sitting by you, and how great I am. You ask me for my phone number. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And I will talk, let me, I'm going to speak about greatness. Hallelujah. Some, see, and uh, underlining every greatness, okay, underneath every greatness is the blessing of God. See, if God cannot bless you, see, no matter what you do, if God does not bless it, it will not prosper. Do you know that? 
Because except the Lord watch, you watch in vain. Except the Lord build, you build in vain. Hallelujah. You can have your own plans, but if God does not bless it, it's not going to prosper. Hallelujah. So underneath all greatness is the blessing of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's why he says in Genesis 12, God told Abraham, I will bless you and I'll make you great and you shall be a blessing. Hallelujah. So, we see greatness in the Bible. That is why we are talking about blessing. And there are some great people in the Bible. I'm going to show you two scriptures. Things that lead to greatness. Hallelujah. So, I'm going to share a message with the bishop shared. I, I just loved it. Okay? And I'm talking about the greatness of John the Baptist. I say the greatness of what? And it's in the Bible. Let's look at Luke chapter 1. Verse 5 to 20. Luke 5. Luke 1, 5. And I'm reading the story to you. Luke chapter 1, verse 5. Quickly, my dear. He said that there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the cause of Abia, and his wife was of the daughter of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Please quickly. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. And they had no child, because that Elizabeth was barren, and they were both now well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his cause, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great. For he shall be great in the sight of God. He shall be great in the sight of God and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zacharias said unto an angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I'm an old man. I'm an old man. And my wife, well stricken in years. You see, Zacharias is very funny. You, you were praying for a child. You were praying for a child. Then the angel come and say that, look, you are going to have, you see, your, your prayers have been heard. You are going to have a child. Then suddenly you begin to look at your physical limitation. Why look at your physical limitation if you're going to pray? Which is a lot of us, we pray, but somehow we look at our physical limitation and doubt our own prayer. You pray to 
go out for a job, then you doubt, you look at your CV and you doubt. You pray to God for a child, then you doubt. You pray, and then you still look at your physical limitations. He said he wanted a child. And he said, you can have a child. And I said, I'm an old man. Stricken in age. It means that the thing is not working. <laughs> Stricken in age means that Zachariah will say that the thing doesn't work anymore. Angel, the thing doesn't work anymore. <laughs> That's what he was trying to say. That at my age, the thing doesn't work. It is only used for wooing. That's all. Nothing more. <laughs> the hydraulics have collapsed. <laughs> That's what Zacharias was saying. I'm an old man. Stricken in age. And my wife. She too. It's not only me. She too. Everything is flat. And gray downstairs. Nothing is working. <laughs> That's what the guy was saying. <laughs> she and my wife in this continue. And the angel answering said unto you, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and I'm sent to speak unto thee and show thee this glad kindness. Verse 20. And behold, that shall be done. You see, that's the point. Because every time you open your mouth, you speak unbelief. So sometimes God has to shut your mouth. The unbelief is too much. Yeah. We pray. We confess. As soon as you step outside, someone goes, how? Hmm. What's the point? No expectation. We came, we had a prayer meeting. Directed path. Help, please. And as soon as you go out there and they ask you, how are things? Mm, tell me, we are struggling. No. What is the point? Exactly. So sometimes in God's name, you shut your mouth. Make him dumb. Because your doubt is too much. And, 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 two things. And also sometimes God expects you to know better. God, it's because this same doubt, when the angel came to Mary, this same Gabriel came to Mary, Mary also asked him, how shall it be? But the angel was not angry with Mary. No. He explained to Mary how it will happen. The Holy Ghost shall overshadow thee. But with Zachariah, he was bored. But with Mary, he was not angry. But with Zachariah, the same question. And do you know why? Because there's a difference between Zachariah and Mary. Zachariah, you were a priest. You have been in the ministry for a long time. You should know better. Mary was just a young girl. She doesn't even, she doesn't even know much about church things. Because sometimes, she said, so, so after being in the church for a while, you should know better. That's what they say. Zachariah, you have been in church for too long. You should know better. Yeah. But Mary, Mary, she was just a young girl who was just asking. So, you see, even as a pastor, some people are expect. You see, some people, even as a pastor, even as a pastor, some people, when they fornicate, I cut them a slack. Some people, seriously, I said, Pastor, I know this is a baby Christian. She's trying to, trying to, decree, I mean, maneuver her way in the church. So, even though she used to fornicate once every week, once every month, we will take it gradually to get better. <laughs> but you, 
church for too long. You have been there for too long. Be in the church five years, ten years, fifteen, twenty years, and you still cannot control your flesh. That is a different problem. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Yeah. You cannot cut you slack. You cannot cut you slack for that. No, no, no. You cannot be cutting the slack. That's too long. It's too much. It's too much. Let me cut the new one slack. But yo, you, you, you have been wrong for too long. You have heard enough verses. That's what the angel, so angel told Zachariah. So Mary can ask that question and get away. But you, Zachariah, you should know, you should know better by now. Be dumb. That's what happened. That's what happened. Hallelujah. Anyway. Let the preaching has started. Let him that has here hear what the Spirit is saying. You see, your time is running out. That's what I'm trying to tell the person. Your time is running out. Therefore, decide to turn around. Walk in the grace. Amen. All right. So, he shall be great. Isn't that what he said? Say he shall be what? It's a short message because I want us to pray. He shall be great. Hallelujah. But you see, show me that verse. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord. He shall be great in the sight of the Lord. It means that you see, not only great, but see, who who values you or who who you are great before is important. You see, you can be great before certain people, but they, 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 they can't help you. They can't do anything for you. Yes, they may like you and they may appreciate you, but they cannot do squat for you. So it is important who you are great before. Are you hearing me? Yeah, you may be great before, but they can't do squat. They can't do squat. They cannot do squat for you. It is important that you are great before the one. You see, it is important for you to be great before the one who signs your paycheck. So those of you who go to work and then you form union with the other people at the bottom. It's no wisdom. You are, I mean, all, all, all the housekeeping and cleaning stuff. We don't like the boss. Please. They may like you. They may agree with you. But they cannot increase your paycheck. So it is wisdom for the boss to like you. The one who has the power, it is wisdom for him to like you. I encounter this all the time. Oh, because we are all like, yo, bro, bro, you know, this guy's they're they mean, man. Listen to me. I can agree with you that they are mean, but you. <laughs> So it is important. Hallelujah. May the one in power like you. I say may the one in power favor you. May you be great before the... I'm prophesying to you, better receive it. May you be great before the one who has authority. It makes a difference. It makes a total difference. Yeah. Look, the one who gave me that revelation was Father Peter. You know Father Peter? I was Father Peter. 
a new pope was elected. This new pope. So I, uh, the one from Germany, one from Germany, one from Germany, Benedict. So I asked Father Peter, do you like the pope? Yes, and I asked Father Peter, do you like the new pope? Do you know his answer to me? He said, that is irrelevant. Me liking him is irrelevant. He liking me is more important. That's <laughs> as wisdom. He told me this. I never forget that statement. He said, he like it, whether he likes the Pope or not, it doesn't make any difference. But the more important is whether the Pope likes him. Because if he, he cannot change the Pope, but the Pope can change him. That's what he was trying to tell me. Yeah, that's wisdom. That's why the Bible said that if a man's ways pleases the Lord, if the man's ways pleases the Lord, he even causes his enemy to be at peace with him. So it is important that you are pleasing to God, not a stupid man somewhere. He shall be great in the sight of God. Listen to me. When you are great in the sight of God, that thing that the, that thing that the Rastafarians say is true, it may not be a Bible, maybe, maybe it's in the Bible. Who jobless? I say, who jobless? When God said, I will bless you, I will bless you indeed. Whether people like you or not, go and, go and ask the enemies of Isaac. God said, I will bless Isaac. They fought him, but he still prevailed. Amen. Hallelujah. He shall be great in the sight of God. So it's very important. Decide that, you see, decide that the one who, decide that the one who is important likes you. That should be your prayer. And desire, desire to please the one who has power. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Some people may say you are great, but you're not great. Hallelujah. And what other people may call great is not great to God. Am I preaching to you? Look, if you read First Peter chapter 3. You see, First Peter chapter 3. Um, where is it? First Peter chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. First Peter chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. He said, likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husband, that if any obey not the word of God, they also may without the word, be warned by their conversation. Conversation is an old word for behavior. Behavior of the wise. Okay? Your behavior. While they behave, behold your chest behavior, coupled with fear, whose adorning, let it not be the, that outward adorning of plating of hair, hairs, wearing of gold, and putting on an apparel. Okay? But let it be the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and a quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God. What? What is it? I said, what is it? In the sight of God, it is what? A great price. So it means that, it means that ornaments, Extensions, makeup, weaves, 
ashes. What else? What else did they do? Silicones. What else? What else did they do? Lipo. You see, which, which, which in the sight of Billy Jean is great? Dentures and everything. Which, which is great in the sight of Billy Jean? Because when Billy Jean looks at that breast and looks at the eyelashes and she's going, he says, That's my girl. <laughs> Billy Jean. That's, that's great in the sight of Billy Jean. It's attractive to Billy Jean. It's great. But in God's sight, it's useless. God said that what, 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 what I value. What I put is a meek and a quiet spirit. So it means that if you need the help of God in your, to help you in your marriage and your life, then what God values is a meek and a quiet spirit. God puts more money on that, but you put more money on makeups. It is only, it is, it is only you see, the makeup is only attractive to Billie Jean. And if you, if you want to know who Billie Jean is, then Billie Jean, the best is that God is not a man that he should lie. It means that it is in the nature of men to lie. So expect a lie from religion. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to share with this morning is that you must be of value to the one that matters. And God is saying, that, look, me, God, what, what I appreciate, what I like from wives, what is exciting, what is of great value in a woman is a meek and a quiet spirit. I don't, God said, I don't care about your makeup. You can use your makeup to bamboozle Billie Jean. But me, God. No. So you can spend your time and your money on your makeup and still find that your life is not going anywhere because the one who has power, that thing is not attractive to him. Yeah. Look, everything is value. Like even in this church, you see, even me as a pastor, some of the some of the things have more value to me. Recently, I saw there's a mystery. Before we came, I used to go downstairs to the bathroom, but suddenly I found that the bathroom has changed. When you go, the place looks so nice. Make a my voice. So there's some, some ladies who are volunteering. Call the I said, ah. If I was young and I was looking for a wife, I would go for one of those ladies. To me. I mean, I'm married already, so I'm cool. But I'm saying that. Because I said, after marrying for a while, I find those housekeeping working more of more value than makeups. You the makeup and nails, you can't clean the bathroom. Please. You marry them and see after after 30 days, you won't see the makeup. <laughs> and I'll be married for a while. And I have a good wife. That's why she formed that ministry. I, you see, so, uh, yeah. I, I, I say, ah, this is the one I like. Yeah. I'm telling them, at your age, you can't clean, you can't cook, you can't do anything. Oh, every time, Sephora. <laughs> Sephora. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. So greatness is, you see, 
He was great in the sight of God. May you be great in the sight of God. I say, may you be great in the sight of God. Because God is the, God, God, God is the one who can control your heartbeat. So when you are great before God, your heart will be okay. God can control your kidney. God controls your lungs. God controls you. So when God says, I like you, you're okay. Hallelujah. So, now, what made John go back to John? Let's, I hope I can finish quickly because I want us to pray. Look, let's look at three things which made John the Baptist great. Hallelujah. He says, for he shall be great. Have you seen it? For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord. And shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. Huh. My time is coming. <laughs> I said, My time is coming. <laughs> I said, My time is coming. He says, One of the things one of the things that makes him great. One of the things that will make John great is, or one of the cardinals that you see about him is that he will not drink. Neither drink wine nor strong drink. Hell yeah. He shall not drink. He shall not drink. Yeah. He shall not drink. The greatness. He's so great, he will not waste his life with alcohol. He shall not drink. <laughs> Listen. No, my brother, is it wrong to drink? I'm not about to have a debate with you about drinking here. This message is not about a debate about should I drink or not drink. But what about well, Paul told Timothy, a little wine for his stomach. I'm, we are not having a debate here. Tell your neighbor it's not a debate. He shall not drink. Actually, you know, it's not a debate. Okay? And I'm not talking about the, the merits and the demerits of drinking. The, the spirituality and the unspirituality of drinking. That's not what I'm talking about here. Should a Christian drink? I'm not talking about this here. But the point I want you to see here is that, you see, it was the custom to drink. So he said, he shall not drink. The, the message here, the point here is that your greatness, your greatness sometimes is related to your ability to abstain. It is your ability to abstain from certain things that make you great. All yeah. things are lawful, but not helpful. Because it was the custom for men to drink. And he said, so his ability, you see, one of the signs, look, let me tell you something. If you want to be great, if God, God is going to make you great, then you must learn to abstain from certain things. Yeah. Yeah. It's his, his ability to abstain. Is somebody hearing me? Yeah. He shall not drink. He will not do, see, it means he will not do certain things that everybody is doing. You cannot 
can't be great if you want to do everything that's everything that everybody is doing. You must be saying, because of my destiny and my greatness, some things I don't do. I'm preaching to you. Because if you if you behave like everybody, you will not be different from everybody. It shall be great. That's what it means. Look. A story is told of a little girl in England who went to school. He was in grade school. And every time they would take him to, her to school, she would run away, second grade, and go and play on the park, stupidity with other girls. Don't come for classes and misbehaving. I don't want to learn. I don't want to learn. And he has friends who were in that same company. When they are in class, they will be disturbing. So one day, somebody say one day, her uncle called and said, come. He said, Elizabeth. He said, uncle. He said, why do you behave like this? Why don't you stay in class? Why do you disturb like this? He said, but uncle, all my friends do that. I'm not the one who is doing it. What's the problem? I mean, I'm dealing with all my friends. It's not, not a problem. Uncle, it's not a problem. And the uncle said, Elizabeth, who's your dad? Her dad was the king. And the uncle, I'm talking about, this is the story of Queen Elizabeth. So the uncle told her, look, you are not like everybody else. You cannot behave like them. You are the future queen of England. Based on your destiny and the greatness in you, you must be able to isolate yourself from certain misbehavior. Because you are not like everybody else. Based on your future and your greatness. He said, can you imagine a queen who cannot read? And from that day, she changed. Because she began to see that her destiny is different from everybody else. If God has so much for you. Why do you want to be like everybody else? So sometimes you see, your greatness is related to your ability to abstain. Because there's a great future for you. Yeah. You don't do certain things. Because they, they will come up and hunt you. Yeah. Preaching. He shall not drink. That's what it means. So it's not a, a, a debate about alcohol. All that is saying that you have some, you, you cannot be like any, everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. That's why even sometimes in ministry, sometimes, oh, Reverend, why don't you come out? Because of even what I do and where I stand, I cannot behave like you. Greatness. Greatness. There is something great in your destiny and don't waste it. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. Young people, you shall be great. I said young people, you shall be great. So it means that you must abstain from sex. Reverend, sex again, yes. Again and again and again. 
Because at your age, that is your main problem. The Bible says, flee youthful lust. I'm sure flee youthful lust. Okay? So, don't wait till you are an old lady. Hey, some of you, you are always into sex. You are fornicating. Because you are old now. There's, the, the passion is not there. When you were young, were you like that? <laughs> now you have turned yourself into headmistress. Those of you, those of you who, 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 who are sleeping around, the Lord is against you. You see, at your age, not having sex is not abstaining. You are simply too old. It doesn't mean... It doesn't, You are not sacrificing anything. When are you at this age and the thing is burning and there's a passion and you are saying, I can handle it. Then you are being special to God. Am I preaching to you? So what I'm saying is every stage and what you, what is special. So sometimes when I see old people in some of these children, Reverend, they are sleeping around. Reverend, they, don't, they, are, they, are not, they are sleeping around. Not that I endorse it, you see, but you're, sleeping, you're not sleeping around is not a sacrifice. <laughs> Young people say amen. Should I tell them? <laughs> at, 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 your, at your age, you're sleeping around is not a sacrifice at all. What? Yeah. So, abstaining. Okay? Abstaining. The ability to. See, the, maybe they say people. The, see, the, the ability to stay away from the internet. Because you have a great career and a great future. So, you, the, all, your, yes, all your friends are playing games on the internet, but your ability to abstain makes you special. Is somebody hearing me? Yeah. That is what, you see, that, you see, that's the greatness. And even when you grow old, you see, old people, eh, our problem is pride and prejudice. Pride. Our problem is different. So as you even grow older, your ability to be humble and relate with young people. Yeah. Because we are always condemning them. They don't listen. They don't listen. You, did you listen? Uh, I said, you, did you listen? So, it is, you see, holiness, another word for holy is separation, special. You see, to be special means that you don't do what everybody does. And every agent, what is common. So, your ability to abstain from it. You see, greatness that is why even this period of fasting and praying, fasting and praying, fasting, your ability to abstain from food is, shows how great you are. Yeah. He shall be great. That's what it means. Hallelujah. Yeah. That is why, look, a lot of royals, and they take them to special schools. Finishing schools. 
Because of your destiny, you, you cannot do certain things. And if the Bible calls us kings and priests, it means we cannot do certain things. Hallelujah. Yeah. It shall be great. Hallelujah. Yeah. So it's not about it's not about that at all. Look, I, I can say that is it? It's not about like I said, that's it, it's not about drinking or not drinking. Or, it's, it's not it's not it's not those things. Here, here, if you want to really the real theological reading, it was it was more of don't subject yourself to things that can influence you apart from the spirit of God. For those of you who want to know theology, okay, because the spirit of God was supposed to move him. And one of the things that can influence your judgment is alcohol. That's why the Bible says that do not be drunk with wine. Where it says be, be filled. So, but you see, a certain level of anointing cannot, see, alcohol can influence you. Oh, do you know alcohol can influence you big time? Have you seen drunk people before? I say, steady, steady. <laughs> Easy. Coming through. You don't think right. That is the thing. So it's not about drink, not drinking or not drinking. But the fact that you are special, you are supposed to operate in So therefore, anything that will influence you. And alcohol has a strong influence. And, and I can tell you, if you watch carefully, the three things that can, the three things that can influence you, or maybe two things, the people who are highly anointed, God, they abstain from it. The other one is women. Oh, women can influence you. Don't joke. I say women can influence you. Very powerful. Oh, no. Women? Unless you were born yesterday. They can turn your life. You, so, so if you watch carefully, the people who were moved badly by God, both Jesus and God, they didn't marry. Because I don't know how if Jesus had a wife, how the wife would have said, when I'm going to the cross, you are going to hold me. Come here. <laughs> Jesus had a wife, you imagine. Uh, come here. What cross? I just had a baby. Who's going? <laughs> you are not serious. If you, if you, if you want to die, go ahead. But I'm not prepared to become a widow, and I don't want my child to become an orphan. Okay? I mean, the mission will have been aborted. Not that women are bad, not that marriage is bad, but because they have a possibility of influencing you. And whether you like it or not, no matter how strong you are, women can influence you. Some of you are looking at, even, even the way you are not moving shows that your wife is influencing you because. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, what I'm saying, you know, it's true, but the fear of her. <laughs> it is even a sign that you're already under influence. A story is told about one day a, preach, a preacher came to church. A preacher, a pastor came to church and said, all the men who here who feel that their wife is influencing them should move to the left. You feel that your wife is influencing you and then, then, then move to the left. Your life is controlling you. Then all the guys moved. Then only one guy was sitting there. So he went and said, ah, eh, so you, you, you're not being influenced by your wife, eh? He said, no, she told me not to move. 
Let's <laughs> go. She told me not to. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, so God, see, so God is very strict about that. You see, so the things, you see, so he talks about alcohol, women, he talks about the gods. He said, that shall have no other gods because a god can also influence you. Hallelujah. So that shall have no, so, so, so here, the, 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 I mean, the moral or the point of that thing is that I don't want anything to influence you apart from my spirit. So we are not talking about, is it right to drink? It's not a debate about drinking. Hallelujah. Yeah. Abstain. You, look, your greatness is related. You cannot, you cannot abstain from food. Every food you eat, you must eat. You see, when you see somebody in great shape, they have the discipline of abstaining from food. Is somebody hearing me? You don't know what people go through to maintain their figure. I say you don't know what people go through. So that great figure that you are admiring, there is an, there is a high discipline of abstaining. You cannot, you cannot abstain. Everything you eat. Anytime. <laughs> recently, I, recently, I went out with a group of friends. And then we ordered food. And then one of the ladies, she's very slim. So she ordered salad. Salad and this. Very, very, you can see that she's very particular about her weight. Then another friend of hers, so what do you want to say? Me too. So she told the waiter, me too. So the, the waiter brought the same thing. And as they started eating, I was watching them. I said, she was struggling. I said, you see. <laughs> I could see that, Charlie. And then you know what he said? You know what he said? That even cracked me up. He said, oh. The salad, the food is, the, the salad is too cold. I said, what do you expect? When, <laughs> since you were... <laughs> I was like, what, what, since when the salad became a hot food? <laughs> so as you see this particular sister going around, very slim, very nice. Do you know what she has been abstaining from? In fact, when she said me to us, watch whether she can eat the food. <laughs> then, oh, the salad is too cold. I said, what do you expect from a salad? <laughs> I could see that at that point she has really missed her kenke and her. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Are you blessed? Yeah. I want to, see, I'm making some prophetic conclusions. Say, I am great. Say, I am great. I will abstain from anything that will affect my destiny. Make that confession. God will help you. Because you are great. There's greatness in you. I said, There's greatness in you. 
See, that is why, because of the greatness in you, certain quarrels don't even bother. I mean, come on, you must slap them. I am too great, I'm not going to engage in this stupid quarrel. The reason why I didn't take you on is not because I'm a fool, but I am great. I am above that. I am above that. Like, like Michelle Obama would say, when they go low, we go high. Hallelujah. You shall have seen. Number two, John, John, John. He said, and he shall be, he said, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. Next one. Oh, no, 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 no. Where have you gone? 16. Please, don't change the preaching. And many, and many of the, see, and many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. Many. Okay? Number two, what made John great is his ability to turn people to righteousness. Hallelujah. Yeah. He was great before God. Once again, I'm talking about who you are great before. Great before God also has to do with your ability to turn people to God. That is why no matter what you do, you must stop, you shouldn't stop witnessing. You should never stop witnessing. Because that thing is what is great before God. Anybody who can witness to people. And, and I was very happy with our evangelism outreach. Almost like every Saturday, it's on post now, right? Which I resume after the fast. Listen to me. No matter what you do, whether you are a, a manager, a, a mother, a father, always know that this thing is what will make you great before God. Your ability to turn people towards God. So, you don't have to be a preacher, a pastor, even at your workplace, at your friends, at your job place. Always make sure that you tell people about Christ. Convert them and you shall be great. Am I preaching to you? He shall be great. Yeah. You don't have to be a, a, a pope or a bishop to, to look, you can tell your colleague a bus stop, anybody witnessing tell them tell the heart of the children towards the you see, even Bishop Doug now, currently Bishop Doug, one of the things that has made him great is that when you go to the first love church, almost all the first love people who had problems with their parents, they have now reconciled with their parents he's turning the heart because some of you, some of you people you can be somewhere, pa. The first time when they come in some way. Sometimes you wonder why you show some way. What have you achieved in your life that you are despising your father? What have you done? I was, I was talking to one, he's now, no, no, he's criticizing his father. His father doesn't like the way his father is spending his money. He doesn't like the way his father is behaving. His father is going to marry again. Blah, 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 blah. I said, ah, you. He said, as at the time that he was talking, he had me laid off from his job. I said, you. If, and I know the father. Your father all through his life was able to maintain a job. You can't even maintain a job. You are criticizing him. Have you thought about it? Your father all through his life maintained a job. You. Currently as you are talking, you are being laid off. And you are criticizing somebody who at least maintained a job all his life. You can't even keep a job. One, one, 
I told the father, well, I don't like the way you build your houses. You all have one formula. You haven't even bought a block before. You are <laughs> You have not even done a foundation before. You are criticizing your father, the houses that you don't like the way he's built his houses. Wait till you grow up and you can build a house. Then you can criticize. Are you hearing me? So, see, and that is a case. When you despise your parents and your father, it's a case. So one of the things that, by the grace of God, Bishop, that's first love, all of you should listen to Bishop every Sunday. Because when you listen to him, he will turn your heart towards your every ways to your father so that you will be blessed. Because it's not a blessing to despise your father and your mother. You are telling your father that you don't like the way he built his house. <laughs> now, oh, bro. <laughs> Have you bought the blood before? Hallelujah. Young people, may you love your parents. May you not despise your parents. I say, may you not despise your parents. Because there's a blessing in obeying your parents. He shall turn. Hallelujah. And, and the next one was. And he shall go before him. You see, the third one. And he shall go before him in the power. See, and he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias. Yeah. Okay. The third thing about the greatness of John the Baptist is that his ability to identify a father and follow. Because Elijah was a father. Elijah was a great man. Elijah was a father. So, what made John the Baptist great was that he came in the power and the anointing of Elijah. You see, you are not... You, see, you, you will become great if you can identify a great person and follow. I'm sharing revelations. You people, you don't like... You become great. If you can find somebody great and follow. He said, he came, so John the Baptist was not original. The original one was Elijah. But some of us, we despise great things ahead of us. There are great things in front of you. Instead of copying and following, you rather criticize it. You see a great man of God, instead of following, you criticize. A great pastor, you criticize. But let me tell you something. You are not going anywhere to happen until you identify somebody great and follow. He shall be great. Because he identified, he, he came in the power of Elijah. Yeah. Great things. Anointing. Power, look, I can tell you something. Anointing, okay, anointing. For those who are interested in ministry, anointing is like money. It runs in families. Hardly do, does an outsider get him. That's why when you look at rich families, it runs in the family. Rich, rich, rich. The grandfather is rich. The father is rich. Money runs in families. So it takes a certain grace for an ordinary person to tap into it. So is the anointing. So when you read the Bible, all the new prophets, there was, not, there was no new prophet. Elijah was operating in the anointing. John the Baptist in the anointing of Elijah. 
Joshua in Moses. There's no new anointing. It's the same anointing being transferred. So that's why, that, huh? that's why, that's why money is like that. Money runs like that. So if you see the rich families like that. So it is a blessing when somebody, God brings you in, in contact with somebody great for you to follow. Yeah. Yeah. When you see, don't despise great things in front of you. Hallelujah. Yeah. See someone who has done well in marriage, copy. Done well in ministry, copy. Done well in business, copy. You see, that ability. But a lot of us, we don't copy you. We can we criticize. The, you see, that's why Paul told them in Philippians. You see, in Philippians chapter, God told them in Philippians chapter 1 verse 7. Philippians 1 7. He said that, the last part. He said that, he, he said, ye are all partakers of my grace. You are partakers of what? My grace. There's a certain grace upon my life. And you are partaking of it. What I want to share with you is that you can partake in somebody's grace. You can definitely partake in somebody's grace. You are allowed to partake in somebody's grace. So when you see a great thing ahead of you, follow. Somebody is doing a business that is working. Just go and copy. When, when the person says you are copying me, just tell the person, I'm partaking in your grace. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you get it. I, just tell the person, you say, be humble and say, I am just partaking in your grace. So, because grace means effortless. It means ease. So you can partake in somebody's way of doing something effortlessly. You can say, this person is very, he, 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 this person buys and sells easily. So you look, I just want to learn how to buy and sell easily. And why are you copying me? Because I'm partaking. And tell the person, I'm allowed to partake in your grace. Because Paul said it. And don't joke with that grace. I am. Paul said that I am what I am. By what? By what? First Philippians. First Corinthians fifteen twenty. Corinthians, first Corinthians fifteen twenty. Sorry, fifteen ten. First Corinthians fifteen ten. Fifteen ten. By the grace of God, I am what? Please, by the grace of God, I am what? By the grace of God, I am what? I am what I am. By the grace of God. I, can, I want you to meditate on this verse carefully. Abla, meditate on this verse carefully. I am what I am. Sometimes we don't think about the verse deeply. I am what I am by the grace of God. Okay? It means I am not why I am not because I don't have a certain grace. I am what I am. So it means that you are your grace. I've not thought about it. I am what I am by the grace of God. It means that if I can push this. It's because I have a grace to push it. And if I cannot push this, it means I don't have the grace to push it. So at the end of the day, your life is the grace that you are partaking of. 
I am. So another way to put it that it is your grace that makes you. I say it is your grace that makes you. So when you don't have the grace, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't succeed there. Yeah. So Paul said that I am what I am by the grace of God. If you see me with preaching to the Gentiles, I have a certain grace for it. That is why, that is why when you see a grace upon somebody's life and he's doing something, you quickly quote Philippians 1.17, can I partake in your grace? Because other than that, your life is not going anywhere to happen. Hallelujah. Because the thing is like, it's like money. It is given to some people. It was not given to you. The only way you can get benefit from it is to partake in somebody's own. And, and, and you see, don't be too proud. Okay? I want to be original. I want to be my own man. You see, this, I want to be my own man. I want to be my own boss. I want to be original. It was I want to be my own man that made our goal lose the election. Yeah, I want to be my own man. I stand as my own man. Dissociate himself from the powers that be. I am not a politician, but I think the way Joe Biden loves Obama, if Joe Biden has stood, he will have won. So it's pride that makes you, I am my own man. No. You can partake in somebody's grace. Amen. I said amen. Are you learning some lessons about how John was great? Just tell your neighbor, can I share your grace? Because some of, see, some of you are, just even, even the way you can cook, so great. So why don't you go and partake in somebody's grace? Ask the person again. Can I share your grace? Yeah. Share the grace. Yeah. Hallelujah. And the final thing that made John great. Let's go back to the verse before. So I'm giving you back to John, back to John, back to John. Um go back to 15. Okay, here. So the first thing was what? What's the first thing? I preach. What's the first thing? Abstinence. Just remember abstinence. What's the first thing? That's very important. Your greatness is related to your abstinence. Okay? What's the first thing? What's number two? A ability to turn people or say, say evangelism. I'm making it simple for you because I don't want you to forget. Number two is what? Evangelism. What is number three? So number three is ability to follow great people. Is that is that? Is, do you remember that one? So what's number three? Yeah. That's good. If you see something great, like a school copy director, you see he does this cool. So if you admire doing things without talking, maybe you should follow him. 
Because some of you talk too much, but you do little. So if you want, maybe, I'm just using as an example of somebody who doesn't talk much, but he moves. And he, something, if that thing is great to you, copy. If you, if you admire, if you admire feeling cool and swagger, copy Michael Weber. <laughs> I said, the guy is cool. <laughs> Nothing hustles him. And it's, like, it, it, it's something you should admire. Because some of you, everything harasses you. But this guy, cool. Chale, akuna matata. Nothing will happen. We did And you see, don't laugh. It's an admirable trait. It is a very good trait. And it's actually spiritual. <laughs> no, it's actually spiritual. Because the Bible says, uh, and it, uh, the, Bible, the Bible talks about fret not. Fret not thyself. So your, the, your, your worried nature is not spiritual. So his ability not to worry, not that he doesn't have problems, but he doesn't show it, it's actually also a reflection of spirituality. It's also a sign of the Holy Ghost. Just don't follow his ability to talk nonsense. <laughs> Are you getting blessed? He's my boy, man. I like him. <laughs> and then the final thing about John. And he shall be filled with what? He shall be filled with what? Yeah. The final thing that made John Baptist the great is the anointing. Without the anointing, you are nothing. It is the anointing that breaks the yokes. It is the anointing that makes the difference. Once you know the anointing, you will never be the same. Let me tell you something. When the unction comes, even a carpenter can become a preacher. When the anointing came on the day of Pentecost, people who were, a man who was running away from a little girl stood before 3,000 and preached. The anointing makes the difference. That is why to be great, you must pursue the anointing. So it is for a good reason why we are using the book, Steps to the Anointing. So I encourage everybody here, get a copy, read about it, pray on it. How can I be anointed? And like I was saying in the first service, anointing is not only for preaching. If you think anointing is only for preaching, go and read Psalm 89. David will tell you the effects of the anointing. Even the fact that people can lie to you and cheat you and deceive you means you are not anointed. You are oil free. The fact that you cannot prosper is a sign that you are not anointed. The fact that you are not strong is a sign. So, so the anointing has more than just to hold the microphone and preach. So the four great the four things that made John great. Number one is what? What's number one? Number two? Number three? And number four? The anointing. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Sing about the anointing. I love the anointing. Holy Spirit, we thank you this afternoon. Thank you. What? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you. There's an anointing here. Yes, Holy Spirit. Falling over the Spirit me, of God is upon touching me. my soul. Yes, Lord. And changing my heart. Thank you, Holy Spirit. My spirit and my soul are being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. With the power of the Holy Spirit. My life will never be the same. Sing it again. I love your anointing. I love it. Oh, my life will never be the same. There's an anointing. There's an anointing falling over me, touching my soul. Yes, Lord. And changing my sing. There's an anointing. There's an anointing. There's an anointing. bowed and every eye closed. You are here this morning. You are not born again. Look, it doesn't matter how you look before people. It doesn't count. How you look before God is the most important. thing. He shall be great in the sight of God. Your life without God doesn't mean a squat. You may be a good man, a good woman, a good parent, a good child. It doesn't matter. You are good before people, but are you good before God? That is why this afternoon, with every eye closed and every head bowed, it's my heart's beat that you, you, you are right. You make it right with God. You make it right with God. You have to, at the end of the day, you have to make it right with God. God is the most important person. And the only, the only way to make it right with God is to accept His Son, Jesus Christ, as your personal Savior. So if you are here on this beautiful Sunday afternoon and you are not born again, please, every eye closed, every head bowed, no movement. This is very important. Every eye closed, every head bowed, no movement. You want to be born again. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. You want to make it right with God. Right with God. Young or old, male or female, you want to make it right. Let me settle this thing with God so that I can have peace once and for all. If you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, please, it's very important. It's very private. It's very important. Wherever you are, where, who you are, I want you to lift up your hand. Because if you don't lift up your hand, I wouldn't know. That's why I'm asking. If you don't lift up your hand, I wouldn't know. So please lift up your hand so I can pray with you. You want to make it right. Young or old, make it right. It's very important. It's, it's, it's not something... You may look okay to other people, but you have to make it right with God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You may look okay, but is it right with God? Is it right with God? Is it right with God? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for this afternoon. I pray that 
everyone standing here has made it right with you. That they have accepted your son Jesus Christ as your personal savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Put your hand together to the Lord and be seated. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapes and publications at yahoo.com.